What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, welcome, guys. Now, um, we are late again this week. Now, the reason we... <laughs> no, are la- you are late again this week. Don't drag me into your shenanigans. You are late again this week. Continue. Oh, 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 oh. You want to be honest? Yeah, I hate going down on your sinking ship. All right, let's be honest. Like, people are looking at me like I'm irresponsible when I'm ready (laughs) to tape the podcast. You're the one that's running around the country handling business. Rightfully so, but I'm just saying. This is the thing. It's a you thing, not a us thing. What did they say in in Crazy Asians? They said, rich, crazy Asians. They (laughs) said, I don't know what they said in rich, crazy Asians. (laughs) When duty calls, you have to answer. Don't you remember that's what he said? No, when did That's what the father said. I remember he was like, it was like, crazy father. We never met the father. In rich, well, yes. in rich, crazy Asians. Remember when the he, crazy father that was no, at the not dinner that table? Father, rich young, Nick Young's father. We never met him. You remember? When, how do you know what he said? Because when he went to the house, <laughs> the mom was like, "Well, I'm sorry you couldn't meet the dad, but business call." And Nick Young was like, "When business calls, you answer." So business has been calling, and I've been answering. Oh, okay. So all if, right. Like, of course, if you don't know, I've been traveling a lot. Inspirational movie. Yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> I really, really like it. Um, uh-huh. But if you don't know, I've been traveling, doing a lot of shows, and we've been doing a lot of real estate seminars, re- really into to, to uh, real estate. And if you if you know me or Gia, you know that we are super, what's the word that I'm looking for? When you clinch on something, like you overdo it. What's that word? OCD. OCD with something. So Gia does it with whatever. If Gia's cleaning, she's going to clean for a week straight, not shower, Q-tips not in the wash. Corners. I mean, clean, 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 clean. Like she won't, there's, there's nothing going on, but cleaning right no sex just straight up and down i wouldn't say all that i'm shower no showering i'm just gonna clean for weeks <laughs> no i'm just a dirty heifer i mean cleaning a house you get to that point or if she's <laughs> into something like you know yeah for a short time she was into the uh i guess the renovation of our home and that's all gear would do to the point y'all i'm not even gonna fucking lie she'd be here what do you think about this closet what do you think about this staircase what do you think about this stairs now to me it gets to the point where all the staircases are looking the same now. Really? It did. Oh, so tell me how you really feel. I'm just being honest. And you want to be why honest. Why don't you be honest when it's really happening? Why do, you, on, why do you wait till, wait till we're on this podcast and to be me, honest with me? And leave me on my sinking shit by myself. So <laughs> back to what I was saying. I had a little OCD when it comes to real estate. So I really like investing. I really like it. It gives me pleasure to go in a beat up house and be able to fix it up and then put a family in there that you know, probably or maybe lived in something a lot worse, but now they're getting new appliances, new floors, new paint, a safer environment. Now the heating system is working. So I really, really get to enjoy that. And they're paying less or the same that they were paying before. So that's what I've been doing a lot. So um, we're doing a bunch of real estate seminars, by the way, too. So just click the link in my bio. I know we're going to pop up in Atlanta, Miami, Atlantic City, Detroit, um, Texas. Uh, not yet. Houston? Not yet. Houston's oh. coming up, I'm sure. And so is um, Orlando. So if you want to join us, just click the link in my bio and uh, hopefully we get to see you guys. I right, So that's what I've been doing. I just got back yesterday. So I won't gear up. It's like six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, we got to on do this Saturday. Party. And why do we have to do it at six o'clock in the morning? Because you got to go again. That's right. I got another flight. With Indianapolis. Business calls. Here he comes. That's right. When business calls, I got to go. Yes. I want all of it. All of it. All of it. All right. So. <laughs> Uh, I know a lot of you guys have been hitting me on uh, DM, been calling the radio, asking about gear. All right. So when we re- when we last spoke to you, we told you that, you know, they were shooting the baby up inside of gear. Goodness. I think they might have shot it too far. <laughs> <laughs> or too short. No, maybe too short. Dr. Fletcher, Fletchner's. Uh, what? What's his name? Dr. Fechner. What I call him? 
I'm not going to say what you called him, but his name is Dr. Fechner. All right, shout to Dr. Fechner. Shout to Dr. Fechner. We love you. Maybe he shot it too far or he didn't, sh- you know, shoot it too, you know, too he much. He shot it perfectly, I'm sure. But uh, the embryo didn't take. Just love the way you put things. But yes, the pregnancy test was negative. Right. Not pregnant. No, not pregnant. So we're going to give it one more good old fashioned try. One more good old fashioned try. That's right. And well, not good old fashioned. No, yeah, it's definitely not good and old-fashioned. You no, know, it's not going to be good old-fashioned. Fa- Hold on a second. But we're like we said, it's 6 o'clock in the morning, and my little snuggle bug just walked in the room. Yes. Now, every uh, every morning she comes in here, and she sleeps with us for about 10, 15 minutes and cuddles with us. Say hello to the people. Hello. <laughs> so she cuddles with us. And, good morning, uh, my baby. And then she gets up and gets her day going. Oh, my going. God. Who needs to go brush her teeth? I didn't brush it last night. You didn't brush it last night? Oh, my goodness. Sweet. Oh, okay. No, it's not that bad because you're missing a tooth right there, so. Who lost her first tooth? Me. Okay. <laughs> now right. she's the toothless wonder. All right, baby. Now give me a kiss and then get up out of here. We're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. I love you. And put some Vaseline on your lips, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Mom. How are you? Good morning. Goodness gracious. It's just like a party Well, here. it's the morning. You know uh-huh. what happens in the morning. Hey, Mama. Oh, what's you, up, Mama? Mama? Okay. okay, sure. Hey, London. Lundy. Can you go downstairs and can you take grandma and give her a piece of bread, please? You know, grandma likes raisin bread. The raisin cinnamon bread thingy, Majiggy. I don't think it's locked. Go I check, baby. I think it's actually on the counter next to the refrigerator. Go check, baby. Okay. All right. We'll just, we'll figure it out. Okay, boo-boo? All right. All right, mama. Good morning. All right. Oh, thank All you, right, mama. mama. All right. So if you're no, listening, just close the door tight behind you, okay? Thank if you're listening, you. that's three of the eight people in this house so far. So that was Jackson that came. Don't we have nine people? Oh, it's five, six, you, myself, seven, five kids. That's seven. Eight, nine, Irma nine. plus mommy. Yes, nine. three and nine. Hold on. What, baby? Your lips. Oh, okay. She needs some Vaseline. Yeah, hold on. Just I'm um, not Vaseline. I have something special for her. Just keep talking. I'll be right back. Okay, so that is uh, three of the nine people. Jackson came here early today. Then it was Grandma and Lundy Chu. All right, so I was just explaining to you that, um, you know, uh, last week we told you about gear, then putting the embryo inside of gear. And I was praying and hoping that the baby would take. We're going to give it one more chance. The baby did not take. She's not pregnant. So we're going to give it one more shot, one more chance. So what we're going to do is we got to go through the procedure again. Now, this procedure, if you women or anybody out there has been through this procedure, it is almost impossible and difficult i mean the procedure between the shots and the pills and the pain just pick up the mic really quick it is not impossible i didn't say it's impossible i think you said it's almost impossible to and me, difficult i wouldn't want to do it well you don't have a uterus so it would be impossible you get a shot you. what you got to give her give it to a class i'm I about i can't just give it to her i have to i have to put it on her well come on and put it on her i'm sorry i mean it's it's no mommy hold on one second Go ahead. I can't. Well, all right. So it's not almost impossible. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. But you do this to me all the time. Just talk. I'm going to go run and do this really quick. I'll be right back. I I don't know about the embryo and all that other stuff. Do your best. This is entertaining. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So as I was saying, so it didn't take. So now we have to go through the procedure again. Now, if you don't know what the procedure is, fellas, it's very difficult because you're giving, your woman is getting hormones. So she's a little moody. That's not true. She'll she'll never say she's moody. Hold on. Now I was moody. See? Why is this the first that I'm hearing? I'm just saying, why is this the first I'm hearing about being moody? You weren't moody. You haven't, no, seriously, you haven't said for one second 
during the entire cycle that I was moody. Because I'm smart. Now all of a sudden. Because I'm smart. Put the, now all of a sudden I, I was moody. On, you this, know I wasn't moody. I'm right. not a moody person. All right, go ahead. And if I was being moody, I would moody know that I was being moody. Okay. Like my personality doesn't change without me knowing. Can you put the mic down and I'll finish? You just told me to pick it back up. No. You said I don't want to do this on my own. Put the thing, put the put on. All right, so fellas, if you know she, you know, females are a little moody. You know what's so funny, right? I get a call from Papoose one day, right? And Papoose calls me and, you know, of course, Remy Ma just finished in vitro and I, we were talking about in vitro dad stories and he was like, yeah, just be careful because, you know, they get a little moody and I was like, yo, I've been, I've been seeing it. And he was like, yes, it happens. He was like, you just got to take it on the chin. Don't even say nothing. And that's what I did. Great advice, Papoose. But, um... She'll never admit that she's moody, so I'll never admit that she's moody. Oh, you back. just did. What, what concept of never don't you understand? <laughs> you just did. No, I didn't say anything. Go ahead. I didn't know you was listening. All right. Okay, okay guys, go ahead. Close the door, Lundy. Lundy, take grandma baby cakes. She's going to take you, mommy. Yes. Yes. All right, mama. Yes, yep. two of you going downstairs. All right. Love you, mama. All right. She loves you too. I love you too, Mama. Both of us. <laughs> All right. Close the door, Mom. <laughs> sorry, guys. So sorry. Go ahead. Now, back to uh, the embryo. The embryo. Thomas okay. said back to the embryo. No, back to the embryo. Go ahead. Yes. Um. So, as we told you before, the cycle, um, the processes of in vitro has about a 50 to 60% chance of success. Correct. So long story short, we pretty much just fell into the 40% that wasn't successful. And it can be for a number of reasons. Um, and some explanations probably, uh, well, I guess it wouldn't really be an explanation because it just really can't be explained. Correct. Um, so when I asked my doctor, the answer really is, we really just don't know. Right. Sometimes it just doesn't take. So we have to go through the entire process again. Yes. So I, I heard you tapping on it. So that includes the shots, mm-hmm. the hormone pills, mm-hmm. which is, you know, estrogen. I have to take progesterone. Um, during one portion, it's two shots a day. Towards the tail end, it's one shot a day. But... Whichever way, um, I feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine. Um, I know that everything is in God's timing. There so if it didn't take that time, then it wasn't supposed to take that time. And if it doesn't take the next time, then maybe it just means that we aren't supposed to get pregnant through in vitro. Maybe we should get pregnant at a later time naturally, or maybe we shouldn't get pregnant again at all. Mm-hmm. But whichever way, um, I won't be upset. Um I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed, Mm -hmm. but I'm optimistic that what's supposed to happen will happen regardless. So I'll be okay with the results no matter which way it pans out. Yeah, I would just say this. I would say that I am disappointed and I don't necessarily think about it as much until I see Brooklyn walking. Oh, really? Yeah, because Brooklyn is our youngest. Okay. And, you know... Of course, Madison is is older. Logan is older. Even Jackson in London, they kind of do things on their own. You know, now. they can go mm-hmm. up and down the stairs. They they're pretty like go strap g- themselves into their seat, their um car seats. I'm like, go get me something to drink. They can go get me something to drink. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're on their own. But Brooklyn is still a little baby wavy. You know, mm-hmm. she's still like learning how to talk yes, better, to talk, putting her sentences together. together. So every day when she comes in and does something new, we're all over. Like, oh my gosh, did you yeah. just see? Oh my. 
gosh, did you see how she just danced? Yeah. And now she's starting to do um, other little things that are special and unique to her. Mm-hmm. And it just makes us swoon. She, she, you know, she potties on her own. No questions asked. Yeah, she's she potty likes, trained. She two and a half. To, she likes to come in a room and scare us every night. Mm-hmm. She has this thing when she comes home from school. She stands behind the door and she waits to... Uh, to act like I guess I guess we're not paying attention. We act like we're not paying attention, and then she comes around the door, Row! and, and we ask scared, and she and loves everybody that. gets scared and yells and screams and runs out of the room yeah, or she hides it. under the bed or whatever. But every time I see Brooklyn, I, I think about damn, we could have had one more little baby, you know. And well, I'm you a- just said it like it was over, like we could have had one more little baby. Well, it's not, it's not but over. now it's not over. It's not over. But I, I think I'm really, really a, a, a baby lover, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's what made me think about it so we'll give it uh, one more try in a vitro and then you know I'll just keep busting up in you yeah I will say that if this cycle of in vitro doesn't work again uh-huh. I think I'm done with in vitro, in vitro. Okay. yeah because first we tried the IUI uh-huh. that didn't work and the first cycle of in vitro didn't work right if we go for the third shot and it doesn't work i think i'm okay letting go of that process hopefully it does i'm optimistic about that as well um all i can say is that we will see yeah and i'm okay with um whatever winds up happening that's right and and that, like i said i'll just keep busting up in you until you right know, something mm-hmm. happens. of course of course you will something to happen maybe maybe not you get a stomach ache or you get something <laughs> But anyway, so let's let's get this podcast. Started. Oh, and I just want to say thank you for all of your thoughts, your prayers, mm-hmm. your DMs, your emails. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the fact that we have so much support and so many people reading for us. It really touches my heart and I'm grateful and appreciative. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, uh, let's talk what we were going to talk about last week. Uh, the whole uh, tug and and. I, I think you refer to it as a rub and tug. Rub and tug, right. Robert Kraft, rub and tug. <laughs> rub and, yeah, that's what it was. So a lot of people were, were mad at him and upset about what happened and the fact that he could possibly get arrested. Now, now this is this is the thing. Now, you're going to say that I'm crazy. The man is damn near 90, right? Is he damn near 90, Rashawn? He's old. He's old, old. Not just old, he's old, old. Damn near 90. He's up there. He was spunky when we met him a few weeks ago. Actually, wait a minute. Did we meet him on the day that it happened? No. No, no we no, met no. him the day before it happened. No, 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 no. Because he, wait, that it was happened Super- on no, no, no. Super Bowl day, no? No, 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 it happened two weeks before. It, it happened during playoffs, not during the Super Bowl. Wait, but didn't they say that it happened during the Super Bowl? No, no, it said during, happened Did during I miss the playoffs. Here? You must heard, yeah. It oh. happened during the playoffs. Oh, okay, okay, it happened, okay. It happened during He's the a playoffs. spunky little old man. He's a spunky little old man. I wasn't surprised. He wasn't. <laughs> no. Now, he had he had he had a bunch of chicks with him too. Yeah, yes, that's why he looked like a little player, player. He looked like a little player, player from the Himalayas. Yes. Let me just get his age. I I, I don't want to do him dirty, but he's, he's not, not he's not no near ninety, babe. I'm telling you, he might be ninety. Let me see how old he is. Robert Kraft is. He was born June fifth, nineteen forty one. Ah, right, he's seventy seven. He's seventy seven. Yeah. Can I wait? And sidebar. He's, he's worth six point six billion. Okay. Sidebar. So. I watched that movie, The Wife, the mm-hmm. other day while you were away. Right. And it's a movie with Glenn Close. And it's about two older people. Um, he was, no, he wasn't nominated. Well, I guess he was originally nominated, but he won the Nobel Prize for Literature. Nobel Peace Prize? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, just the Nobel Prize for Literature. Okay. And 
Long story short, she was really his ghostwriter and she became resentful as it got close to him receiving the award. Mm -hmm. And um, they went to Sweden, to Stockholm for him to receive the reward and everything kind of blew up. That's what the story is about. But anyway, the first scene of the movie was these two old people Mm -hmm. in bed and they wind up having sex. Uh Uh-huh. And I just, I don't know, I'm looking at it like, really? And I, this might sound so unrealistic and so um, naive, but I was just like, wow, like 70 somethings, like 75, 70, 77, like you guys are into it. Like that's right. Get a little 35 year olds. Like, well, he didn't take a pill. <laughs> it seems spontaneous. So that kind of, I was like, wow, okay. Like they got the new you, pill. You, you take, don't, you don't you need any monthly. help. You take monthly. There's a new but pill, whichever you take monthly. way I'm like, wow, I don't know how crazy this sounds, but I'm like, really old people getting it, getting it in like that. Absolutely like old people you're get into in. it. Like you still want it. Like you're not over it at this point. I'll tell you, I've seen some, it's Viagra not, it's not like draw. a drag at this point. It's not like, Oh, woe is me at this point? No. It's not, a, Oh, my knee hurts. My hip hurts. Wait, my pacemaker. Like, it's not that. Like I realized that, you know, when I was 20, mm-hmm. I thought that a 30-year-old was old. Right. When I was 30, I thought a 40-year-old was old. And as we're getting older, I realize now that nothing changes. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes. You think that you're going to be in a different mind space. You think that you're going to look at the world differently. You think you're going to be over certain things. You think you're going to be into other things. I realize that nothing changes. So at that point in the movie... That came back to mind and I'm like, wow, I guess nothing changes. Even as, you know, you're all gray mm-hmm. and you look, you know, like a raisin. It's right. like, wow, your libido, your sexuality, you know, I guess maybe an older woman can still look at, you know, a younger man and be like, wow, he's hot. Absolutely. It's it's just, it's, it's just interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, but anyway, just because so you're old, I mean, you don't get hard or you don't get wet, I'm sure. Well, I think it probably does kind of mean that you don't really get hard. You don't really get kind I think you may want to and you need assistance in those areas right I'm sure but I I thought I thought that was funny so I wasn't um, so shocked that Robert Kraft was um, getting it in when I saw all those like hotties around him and him jumping around the stage and you know he seemed like he's still into that youthful lifestyle right and 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 being in that youthful lifestyle you know his wife died in 2011 Mm -hmm. so he still gets probably a little horny and you know (laughs) He went to a, a a massage parlor and he got a little jerky jerky. Now, the mm-hmm. the woman that gave him the jerky jerky is the owner of the massage parlor. Oh, was she? Yeah, she was one of the owners. Gave him a little jerky jerky, gave her $100, kept it moving. You don't know how much he gave her? They said it was Do 100 you? They said it was 100 Are you serious? Yeah. $100? A little cheap bastard. A massage costs $100. Yeah, a cheap, but, I mean, he didn't get no massage. He got straight he jerky straight, jerky. Yeah. He went... Full straight gusto. to it. Absolutely. Okay, I'm not it. here for no massage. Just do what you got to do. Let's go. A little cheap bastard. But... <laughs> Um, you know, the reason I, w- I wanted to talk about it is because I know somebody that is into that as well. Mm-hmm. Like they have a situation, mm-hmm. but they don't mind paying for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was we were talking. I was talking to Charlemagne about it and I was even talking to my manager about it. And I was like. I understand why. What? And not, <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. OK, I'm going to tell you why. You're 80 years old uh-huh. or 77 years old. You know Samuel Jackson, 70 years old? But that's 70? another story. Yeah, that's another story. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, Ish, you, right? you're 80 years old, right? Mm-hmm. You're a billionaire. You say 77. Mm-hmm. Right? He's a billionaire worth $6.6 billion. Okay. His wife died. 
Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he doesn't get horny anymore. Okay. So now, I want to. I want a jerk. I want a nut. Mm-hmm. I want a nut. Okay. You know, maybe I want to feel a woman's mouth. Okay. Maybe I want to whatever. I want to. I want to nut, and I don't want to nut myself. I don't want to use my own hair, right? Okay. I'm worth six point six billion dollars, right? Right. I don't have time to court a woman. Oh, okay. I'm gonna be honest. I'm six point six billion. Like, like what? What is a young? What is a a beautiful lady gonna like about me? I'm I'm seventy seven years. Six point six billion dollars. Exactly. And I don't. Which have, means that you don't have to go and get a hundred dollar rub and tuck. There are gonna be many women that are gonna throw be throwing themselves at a seventy seven year old man simply because of who he is and the ability to be next to him. Exactly. But now now you have a problem. Now I got to buy you a bag. Now I got to buy you a car. Now I got to buy you some shoes. Now I got to take you to dinner. Now I don't want to do that. All I want is a nut. I don't think that I don't think that it's that um simple. Yes it is. I don't think that it has to be that calculated. I don't think that it means that, you know, a bag, a car and a port or or an apartment has to be paid for. I think that some women just like to be in the presence of what they consider greatness. But they I don't like want you in that presence. They like to be next to powerful men. But I don't want you in that presence because I'll get to an age where you start to bother me. Maybe your breath is a little tart. Maybe you're too clingy. Maybe you just don't shut the fuck up. Maybe I don't want to talk to you. I'm worth <laughs> $6.6 billion. Mm-hmm. All I want you to do is do this job and get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Now think about it like this, right? There's been times where you just said, I just want you to eat me out. Oh, great. Thanks. Right? Thanks you, for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Y- yes or no? Uh-huh. Um, yes, that's true. You didn't want no talk. You didn't want no <laughs> foreplay. You just wanted eat me out and then go on your bit and go on your job. Yeah, right or this wrong. This is awkward. This is awkward. Right or wrong. A awkward. Right um, or wrong. That has happened, yes. Right. Now, if 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 you could have <laughs> just on your ass and send you to work. All right. So if if <laughs> if I could have just ate you out and you gave me a hundred dollars and said, get the fuck out, don't talk to me. I want to go back to watching Bachelor. Right? Mm-hmm. You would have did it. I wouldn't have done it. No. You you damn near do that to me anyway. You eat me out and then pat me on my ass. I'm like, all right, go to work, nigga. <laughs> it's the same thing. The only um, thing is you don't give me $100. It's the same right, thing. Right, but, that, but that's that's the discussion. It's the $100. It's paying for it. The $100, that's the whole discussion. It's, not, it's like a tip. It's like, hey, go get your it's nails done. It's just a tip? Go get your, go, go get your nails done. But, but... Go put some gas in your car. But, you know, that way I don't have to deal with none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 80 years old. I get me a little hot little 30 year old, a hot little 40 year old while I'm 80. Uh-huh. Just, hey, bucka, 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 do your job. Thank you very much. Here's $100. And that way I can have different ones every week. I could do a black one in in February for for oh I see for Black History I Month. See. Mm-hmm. I can do March if hey, maybe I do a white one. April okay. maybe I do a Latino. March maybe an Asian. May you know and just because you just it keep it moving. Oh, it all makes sense to me now. But I'm worth six point six billion. I don't want to have a relationship. I don't want to have to take you out for dinner and, and find out what your parents did and what you do. I don't. Okay, want to so do that. what if you make two hundred thousand a year? What about those people? You might feel that way too. Okay, so the amount of money that you're making really doesn't have anything to do with it. No, re- it? Yes, it does because because men of all financial walks of life pay for it. No, but let me explain. This is I- the I'm difference. Listening, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm just waiting for the part where you make sense. All right, Robert Kraft is worth six point six billion, right? Okay. So if he talks to any female, 
Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. A female's going to be looking at that $6.6 billion. Absolutely. Right? Now, if I pay this little girl, or I'm going to say little, if I pay this woman mm-hmm. to do what she got to do, nine times out of ten, they're not, they not going to know who this 80-year-old white man with gray hair is coming in here. They're going to just think he's a, a perverted white man. Right? Not knowing he's worth $6.6 billion and not be in my money. They just pay me and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, yeah. I would prefer that. And the same thing would be with the guy that makes 200000 Yeah, He would go in, they would have no idea who he is, and the amount of money that a man makes has nothing to do with it, is my point. Well, if I'm $6.6 billion, I, Because you're saying because he makes $6.6 billion, it makes it more understandable and excusable. Because people know who he is and they're going to be after his money. Exactly. So nobody's going to be after the guy. It's more advantageous nobody's for be, him. They're not going to be after the guy that's two hundred thousand dollars. Like they're after the guy that's worth six point six billion. But you're not talking about people being after him. You're talking about the headache and the inconvenience and everything that goes along with that. And you're saying that yeah. It makes sense that he would want to pay for it and send them on their way. A man of any financial walk of life would feel the same way if they're into it. Like their their explanation, their excuse for doing it would be the same. There's no difference. The money doesn't make a difference. The money does make a difference because somebody is not going to be after the person making $200,000 like they're after the person making $6 billion. Um, I, if I'm a, a person, if I'm a can female, be, yeah, I mean, if, if, if I'm a female, right? No, and I there, meet you, yeah, there'll be and a I female. Your name. Wait, wait, there'll be a female that looks at someone making $200,000 as the world as well. Right. But not like the 6.6 billion. If I'm a female, right? Right. If I'm mm-hmm. a girl mm-hmm. and I meet you and I Google your name. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and let's say it says you make $200,000 mm-hmm. and I'm a gold digger and I'm out for gold mm-hmm. and I see 200,000. It might not be worth my while. Depending on the female. Because the $6.6 billion one? What's the likelihood that you're going to be, that you're going to have any access to a $6.6 billionaire? Uh, that's what the, there's, there's women that do that for a living. They try to get into those circles so they could be around the billionaires and well, the it's millionaires. Very, I think it's very difficult for someone that's aiming for that to be around someone with that kind of money. It's just, it, it has to be like pure circumstance in a sense to be around. Like, I don't think that he is, I don't think that he had, there's not that much accessibility to him. Okay. Is my point. All right. So let's doing too much. All right. So let's fast forward. Right. I tell you, I know somebody who he has a situation, but he's into that. And the reason that he's into it is because he likes to be different. He likes to... I mean, it would be different. I don't think a lot of his friends are hiring prostitutes. He, he would definitely stand out as different. <laughs> but he likes to experience different things, and he likes to fuck. And I'm sure he... As most people do. Come on, get to the point. But I'm sure he... Li- I, for instance, right? If I'm into some kinky shit... <laughs> okay. Right? Yes. Let's say I like to be tied up or something. Uh-huh. And, and, and I don't want to express that with you, right? Because mm-hmm. I think you might look at me funny or look at me crazy, especially people in new relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm into motherfucking, what's something that's a little crazy? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything sexual is crazy, but something that's a little different. I mean, the first thing that pops to my mind is like bondage, like where the guy like okay. gets on the floor and barks as a, bark, barks like a dog right. or- Perfect example. You know, or wants to be beat. Okay, perfect example. And they example. have like a little black leather mask All right. and I a got red what ball in their mouth. I got what you're saying. And perched up in the air. I got what you're saying, motherfucker. And then the you. woman standing over him looking like a dom- dominatrix with the whip. Are you into that? Saying, lick my boots. 
I'm just saying. I'll never you asked me. You asked anyway, me what anyway. popped into my mind. Okay, so let's say I'm into that. Let's say I'm into that hardcore. Mm-hmm. I just meet you. Earth, Earth. I just meet you. Earth, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just meet you, right? Me and you are, are, you know, we're starting to feel each other. You're a good woman and I like you. I'm really turned on by you. Mm -hmm. You turned on by me. We have great conversation. Mm -hmm. But on the side, I like this kinky ass shit. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't tell you about the kinky you ass can, shit. You can, you just choose not to. Right, because I don't know I how you're going to feel. I might like it. And you might not, you might say, this guy I'm, is And weird. I might just be open to something new and different and right. appreciating you for who you are and what you're into. And I might say, all right, well, let's give it a whirl. No, but it's, o- it's only three weeks and I know you're going like, to think I'm weird. So I'm like, but I still like this. So I'm going to pay, give me a name. Uh, I don't know, Melissa. I'm going to pay Melissa to do That's this to me. That's not a sexy name. I don't Sorry, care. Melissa's out there. <laughs> I'm going to pay Melissa to do this kinky shit with me mm-hmm. because I like it mm-hmm. and I don't want to bring this into my relationship. So, I, Oh, what? you don't want to bring this into, but you want to bring an STD into your relationship? Like, let's be real. I'm just licking boots. You just said, no, you said Oh, oh is it going to end there? I don't know where it's going to Are you going to nut on the floor after you lick her boots? I don't know. Maybe like, come on, like, let's be real. I mean, I, some people may, but the point is everything that you're saying from, um, from a certain standpoint, like if we're just thinking about it on a real simplistic surface level, okay, I pay for it, I get it, she leaves. But I'm let's paying talk, you to right, leave. But let's talk about what's really important. You are paying a person, correct, that gets paid for sex, okay, on a regular basis to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. So now we have to think about what you're introducing into your relationship. This person gets paid. So there's no. Um, Why you always want to introduce things to the relationship? I'm just talking about the pleasure <laughs> on the no, side. There's no. Like this person, there's no screening process. She's not asking you to bring her health records to her before she decides to allow you to pay her for the sex. So she's susceptible to all types of health problems but i'm paying you to leave you know? do you understand okay yeah and I, and and I'm gonna listen talk. i may pay you to leave I'm and i may talk. be leaving with the extra bonus in the form of gonorrhea chlamydia hiv or some other std okay i'm gonna let you finish. i mean just right there and then the whole idea of it all of your logic and all of the surface sense that you might be making on the topic goes right out the window you are paying someone that gets paid to have sex with strangers without any kind of screening to have sex with you. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till you finish. So, I mean, that that one big old point just boosts all the other points right out the door. Nothing makes sense okay. after that. Paying for a prostitute, or some people like to say an escort, no matter what, if a woman is taking money at the end of the night for sex, she's a prostitute. I don't care if you put, try to put a little red bow on it or what. She is a prostitute. Anyone that has sex with a prostitute is a damn fool. And they really just don't value their life. Are we gonna be it's honest? not like it's, you know, a girl that you met in a club and, you know, she just happened to be easy or she was out for a good time the same way that you were out for a good time. And you guys had a one night stand Two consenting adults. You use protection. One. You're having sex with someone that does this possibly multiple times a day with multiple strangers. Condoms break. That 1% that a condom doesn't work. Condoms slip off. Anything can happen. And do you think that this woman that's taking money from for sex from multiple people on a weekly basis is going to be caring about your health and your well-being? No. All she wants is your little $100. She wants that. If it's a billionaire, she might want you a stack. 
she's not going to care. She's looking at you as just, you're just a, a statistic. You're just a number. You're just that guy that came through the door. Okay. Can I talk? Or got into my car. Can I talk? Or that I got into your car. Can I talk? Or that we, you know, I, I got on my knees in the alley. See, you take you thinking about prostitution back in the day. No, I said a house, a car. There were different. There are different variations of Got prostitution. Got in your car and, and, and jerked you off in the alley. I that's, mean that that takes place. School. That's the old alley school. takes place. That's old the school. mansion takes place. Now the penthouse takes place. The house on the corner next to the bodega takes place. That's, it all takes place. Hi, Jaxie. You found oh, a dog's bone. Okay, okay you want to just put it? It was, it was behind, behind the couch. The couch. Okay, you can give it to the dog. All righty. Hey, put it put it in her gate, sweetie pie. Close the door, okay? So now. Good morning. Okay, close the door, boy boy. No wait, he was coming to give me a kiss. I know, but we're taping. Close right. the door. No, no, go, 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 go. No, no, go. <laughs> He's back and forth. Do I give close a kiss? Close the door. Close the door. Go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom too. <laughs> I love you. Close the close door. The door. Both tight, doors. Bo. All right. Now let me ask you this, right? Just be honest. We're gonna be honest with each other, right? Okay, we're always honest. Dudes cheat every day, right? And so do females. I'm not talking about female. I'm talking about dudes right now. I'm just saying, but females do too. But dudes cheat all the time, right? I think that it's a a normal occurrence. Okay. And if you try to cheat in this day and age, you're a damn fool, right? Between text and pictures and uh, everything else, right? Yes. Okay. Dudes are going to cheat. There's just something. Just like women are going to cheat, there's going to be some dudes are going to cheat. There's not going to be anybody in this world. Like, there's not going to be 90, 90% of the population is faithful. It's just somebody's going to cheat. Okay. All right. So now, if there's a dude out there that's going to cheat, correct? Okay, yes. He's going to want to cheat now with a, a escort. We call it an escort prostitute. Escort just sounds so much cleaner. It's a prostitute. Escort prostitute. No, they're just a prostitute. Escorts es- are prostitutes too. Let's just but take it down to the lowest common denominator. Prostitute. It's kind of like when you say drugs, right? All drugs are are, are bad. But when you say crack, you just think of like crack. Cocaine. I I don't know if all drugs are bad. People are are arguing that weed. We're not talking about weed. Weed is a drug, isn't it? It's a mind-altering substance. It's a damn drug. I'm talking about crack See, that's what I'm saying. Lowest common denominator. Let's just go for prostitute. You just can't go with me. Because I don't agree with you. Why are you wasting my time? Just say prostitute. When you think of dirty drugs, you think of crack. I do think of crack. Or now, when you think of coke, what do you think of? Not as dirty as crack. Not as dirty as okay. crack. All right, All right but bad. It. So that's like so that's answer right. the question. So we could. Why can't we just run with crack? It's a drug. So when you think of prostitute, you think of prostitute. When you think of escort, you think of escort. I think of hoe. Then I think of prostitute. Then <laughs> I think of <laughs> no. I think of uh, prostitute. Then hoe. Then escort. Okay, perfect. All right. So now. Can't we just call it a damn prostitute? I don't even know where the fuck I was going. Let me... <laughs> what? what the fuck was I saying? Oh, I got it now. Uh-huh. So dudes cheat, uh-huh. right? So now dudes can't... I'm not saying this is right. Women do it too. So when dudes cheat now, uh-huh. right? They don't cheat with a girl in the club because a lot of time girls are out to get dudes. They want to take pictures. They want to... It's easy to get Videotape caught. Videotape stuff. Exactly. Yeah, they want to they wanna leave their thong. They want to stuff their thong in the crease of your couch. Whatever. So that eventually your girlfriend or your wife finds it. Absolutely. Yes, they they set you up to get caught. Exactly. Terrible. You got to be careful. So now, if I was a guy and chick left my house, I would have to do a sweep. How about if you was a guy, you wouldn't cheat? That's what you're supposed to say. I said if, I'm a, if I was a cheating guy and my cheaty left the house, dude, I would have to do a sweep. 
I would have a metal detector. detector. I'd have to have my inspector gadget stuff on. Like, we got to do a sweep. I got to make sure there's no setup. I'd be smart enough not to bring it back to my house. But back to what I was saying. Mm -hmm. If you're a dude and you're going to cheat, you'd rather cheat with an escort. Why? Because she doesn't know shit about you. No, because I don't want a disease. What is wrong with you? Did you miss my whole point? I got your damn whole point. That's the only point. Nothing else needs to be discussed. But this is what I'm trying to say. If a dude cheat, he could get get it. I'm a screw a girl that screws for a living. Listen to me. So if she doesn't screw, her bills don't get paid. Listen, she must screw. Listen to you know me. What I'm listen to me. If I'm gonna cheat, dude, I gotta cheat with a girl. I have to wear a condom anyway, right? I gotta wear protection anyway because, just like the escort could have an STD, so could this. No, this it's not girl. just like an. A prostitute can have an STD. All, so can this girl. No, we're talking about likelihood and statistics. A fella has to look a at person, all these girls no, and say they a all girl, have a If you're talking about a regular girl in the club who may have sex with five different men in a year's period, I would say that's kind of average, right? Like a, a single girl in a big city is probably having sex. If I had to guess, I would say mm, maybe five guys in a year's period of time, right? Do you agree? Sounds about reasonable? Maybe. Okay. Single girl, right? Uh-huh. A prostitute is probably having sex with five guys a week. 52 weeks in a year, do the math. The likelihood of the prostitute having an STD is exponentially greater but, than the regular girl but, in a big city who's single and living her life. And the, that might find you in the club. But the escort has to be checked probably more often because that's her job and that's her business. It's regulated by the pimp. Not if she's an escort. If she's an escort, she doesn't have a pimp. If, I mean, it's an escort. There's still an escort service that regulates that stuff. Yeah, but it's I mean, not necessarily you, a pimp. You're not just calling 411, hey, 411, how can I help you? <laughs> it is not necessarily, it's not necessarily a pimp. It's just, it's in a different format. Same shit as a pimp. So, no, I don't think that he's necessarily, I don't think it's being, it's not being regulated. They, if they care about their own well-being, they may get themselves checked, you know. During certain if, in, at, at certain intervals, if I was a like dude, if you're a regular girl in the big city, you're getting checked at least once a year because you got to go in for your annual pap. Uh, right. But if I was a dude, I mean, I am a dude, but if I was a guy that was looking for a good time mm-hmm. outside of my relationship, right, mm-hmm. I wouldn't cheat with a regular girl. You would go find you a prosty an escort. I'm just saying because oh, because you just it, you mentally need for it to sound better to you. Yes, I do. I mentally need to do it sound better. Well, that's you. well, that's your own mind bleep. I don't care. If I'm gonna use drugs, so you just you just gonna if I'm like, gonna use drugs, you're just gonna use, swindle yourself. I'm not gonna use crack. You're just gonna outthink yourself. Yes, you're just I, gonna get yourself. I'm gonna use an escort because it makes you feel better. Yes, but then when you end, I'm still up, gonna use protection. Right, but when you end up with that STD, they be STD? like, "Damn, I got protection on. I got a condom on." So hold on. So now we're gonna have that oh stupid conversation. Gosh. But you could get an hold STD. On, now we're gonna have that stupid but conversation. But you could get an STD with a prostitute, an escort, a hoe, or a regular person. Right, but I just explained that. So why are we why are we going backwards? But you can't see the likelihood that you would get an STD with someone that does it for a living is exponentially greater so you, than getting it with a normal person. You can't understand why an 80 year old guy would pay for a jerky jerk. No, I don't understand why anybody would pay for sex with someone that has sex for a living to pay their bills. Because it's friggin' dangerous. In if I was solely interested in self preservation, if I was only self motivated. That would be the main thing that would prevent me from having sex with a prostitute because I care about myself. I could be the most selfish person in the world. His wife is not here anymore, so he doesn't. It's not like he's bringing what, it back. To what is lost on you? I need to know what is lost on you. Nothing. What are you missing? Nothing. What are you missing? Nothing. People pay these prostitutes to go home. Like 
They pay him because I want to fuck. I might want to do some kinky shit that my wife doesn't do or my girlfriend doesn't want to do. I don't want to worry about a picture or a phone call. Exactly. Or any type of so relationship. So take this $100 no and get the fuck attached. out of here. Yes. On that surface simplistic measure. I want to embarrass you so bad, but I ain't going to do it. What? No, 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 no. What? None. I mean, go for it. None. Go for it. All right. This weekend, right? This weekend, we what? Tr- we what? <laughs> we tried something, right? Oh, really? You're going to go there? <laughs> That's what you're going to do? That's what you're going to do right now? Really, that's, what, that's what you're going to do right now? Right, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Now, say a man, what? What? Why are you so, so quiet? So, nothing's private anymore, huh? <laughs> I, so, nothing's private. What? 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 All right, so, over the over Word. the weekend. It's like that? You know. This is what you do? We we can't, we couldn't. So now, so now, you like one of them girls <laughs> that I got to pay to go home. Right. <laughs> and to not open their mouth right. afterwards. Right. right. So, so what? I didn't tip you enough. You didn't tip. Me I didn't enough. put enough money on, nope. on the night table. Nope, you okay. did not. You did not. So over the weekend, you know, <laughs> Gia and I have been trying to to get pregnant. Well, not we try. Now I'm not trying, but you know, <laughs> put like this, we couldn't have sex because we just couldn't because they threw the baby up in us, so we couldn't have sex. Okay, so we couldn't have sex for two weeks. Right since the transfer. They told me nothing in the vagina. We talked about it last nothing podcast. In the vagina. Nothing in the vagina for two weeks. So we said, I right, fuck it. Nothing in the vagina. That doesn't mean nothing in the, you know, <laughs> the back, back, back door. Right. <laughs> so let's say now we don't we don't do this at all. Like that's not something that we're into. We we tried. Right. OK, we've been together. How many years? Like 25 years. Yes. We tried maybe three times. Right. This is a little too personal, but we tried. Long we tried t- maybe three times. Never, never really the, panned the, out. The third time, the last time, <clears throat> I think we might have mentioned this before. It was, I don't know if I would want to use the word successful. Right. But we managed. The rocket ship didn't crash. <laughs> it didn't make it to space, but it didn't crash. We, we managed a little something. Right. Right. We managed right. a little something. Yeah. Right. But then it just got to a point where I was just like, nah. Right. Nah. So. So over the weekend, you know, Gia was feeling a little good and she wasn't drinking or anything like that. But she was like, I mean, I guess I turned her on so much. She just wanted me so bad. And so she was like, she's like, that actually might be true. She's like, let's, let's try it. Right. And that shit only lasted about 20 seconds. She's like, oh, fuck no. Hell no. No. Fuck that shit. I didn't say that. You might as well. Yes, you did. I didn't say that, but, but I might as well have, right? Now, now, let's say I was a man that was into that, right? <laughs> right? Yo, I felt so violated. Now, I, <laughs> I felt so violated. Now, let's say, let's say that was the situation. Right? I was like, man, this ain't it. Let's say that was the situation. Not to say I won't try again. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Because, so I spoke to my girlfriend afterwards, and she's, you know, she's a, a sexual being, very sexual being. She takes it in the butt. So That's I said, well, I didn't know. I said, is this something that you've done? And she said, yeah. And I was like, and you like it? And she said, yeah. She was like, at first I didn't. At first it was painful. It was difficult. It was a mess, you know, but I kept thinking to myself <clears throat> that people wouldn't do it if at some point it didn't become pleasurable. Uh-huh. She was like, so I kept going for it. It was a tough stretch. It was a long stretch. She's like, but I finally got there. And she said, now it's part of regular sex. Like now that's something that we do. Mm-hmm. And she said, I enjoy it. Like it's pleasing to me. I actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. She's like, so you might get to that point. So 
All I'm telling you is I'm no quitter. Okay. All right. <laughs> that night you was a quitter. But back to what I was saying. No, fuck no. <laughs> now, let's say I was a dude that was really into that, right? Mm-hmm. And I got a fuck no, hell no from you the other night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to try it. You shouldn't I, be I'm a quitter like, either. I'm into this, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of finding somebody that I'm into and dating and courting and finding this, that, and the other and find out if they even like it, I just say, you know what? I hire an escort. That's two hundred dollars. Robert Crab gave a hundred, so hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Do it. Keep it moving. She don't know my name. She don't know I got kids. She don't know I'm in a relationship. And she won't know about that STD that she gave you. I I wear. Yes. Right. So hold on. So you want to tell the people that condoms no. completely prevent STDs. But if a dude cheats, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Hold on. All right. So now you're playing probabilities. That's real life. That's, so let me ask you a question. You're single, right? I'm single. Uh-huh. Bad chick. Mm. Like the baddest. Like picture the baddest chick you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. She's badder than her. Mm. But she has AIDS. Right? Okay. Okay. Do I know she has AIDS? Yeah. Okay. She has AIDS. Mm-hmm. Not forget. She has herpes. Herpes. Okay. okay. Do I know she has herpes? No. Let's go back. She has AIDS. Okay. Yeah. She has AIDS. And yes, you know it. I know it. Would you say, you know what? I'm going to have sex with her. I'm just going to use a condom. No. Why? Because I know she has it. Doesn't matter. You have so much confidence in this whole condom thing, don't you? Yeah, but I still know. Doesn't matter. You have so much confidence in this whole condom thing. So, if it's so protective and you believe that it's going to safeguard you against having sex with these prostitutes and contracting something, why not have confidence in it knowing full well that because when you have sex with a prostitute you have to take for granted that they have something because it's likely that at the very least they have at some point they may not have it now but at some point so that's the mindset that you have to approach it with Mm. you have to make it seem like you're about to walk through that door and there's going to be a hundred men with rifles on the other side like that's the mindset that you have to have when you just flagrantly have sex with somebody that you know has sex for a living. Yeah, okay. You have to take for granted that they have something. You have to think worst case scenario. Okay. Like if there's three doors and someone tells you behind door number, behind one of those doors, there's going to be a hundred men with rifles. A smart person be like, you know what? I'm not going to walk through any of those doors because I don't want a one third chance of me ending up dead. You're not going to say, well, maybe behind door one and door two, you know, there might not be any rifles and, you know, they don't sell guns in the state of so-and-so. So you're not going to really rationalize when it comes to your life, right? And that's yeah. the problem. People don't look at, you know, casual sex or irresponsible sex as a possible death sentence or, you know, incapacitating your life in some way, shape or form. Like nobody wants to, wants to walk around with the STD. Okay. Do you know, and that, and that's really what you have to think about. You can't think about the convenience. I'm paying her to go away. No strings attached. Like, let's talk about the quality of your, of your life or your life at all. What about a hand job, though? Just a hand. No, that might not be that bad. God, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. A little strokey stroke. Just a little stroke. All right. All right. Well, let's get to the email of the week. All right. Now, um, hey, Gear and Envy, I love your podcast. The two of you have amazing chemistry, and I love how analytical Gear is. I'm writing because I'm engaged to a 40-year-old white man. 
I'm an Asian female. I just picked that because we watch crazy uh, rich Asians. The other Are day. you serious? Yeah, Is that really the reason why yeah, you picked it? And we constantly fight about racism. His parents have said microaggressions at me. Like we're ta- uh, we're taking or oh, we're talking about Vancouver and his dad asked, is there a large Korean population in Vancouver, even though I'm not from Vancouver? We had a really bad incident <laughs> at Thanksgiving at one of their relatives house where this man was straight up racist to me and nobody, including my fiance, said anything at all. Wait, after- where, where were they? Thanksgiving. OK. And nobody said anything at all after this man said crazy things about Asian people. That same day, his mom used the term Chinaman. Right after describing her brother as looking like an Eskimo where he was born. This is right after I actually brought up the racism from the year before. Most recently, his mom also said chink Mm. while toasting on my fiance's birthday dinner. What? Immediately, I said, what did you just say chink? The incredibly racist word. She pretended like she didn't know what that meant. Like it was uh, the sounding of clinking glasses. I'm aware that chink is an incredibly old fashioned word, but I do not think words before the Industrial Revolution count as words that can be used in today's speech, intentional or not. The biggest problem, aside Mm -hmm. from his parents being completely and utterly ignorant and racist, is that my fiance can't admit that it's possible his parents can be racist. His father works for liberal issues and my fiance goes on and on about how wonderful he is. I personally don't see it. My fiance displays classic signs of white, white male uh, fragile was it fragility? Fragility was F R A G. They know what you mean. Go ahead. Okay, fragility. There you go. As well as being completely clueless about race, he minimizes my feelings about race every time we discuss it. We're in couples therapy, and these are one of the major things we talk about, along with other issues couple fights about, like cleaning. My fiance is unable to hear me talk about racism when I've been wronged, or cannot hear uh, that his parents are flat out wrong. As much as I hate it. Fix your mic, baby. Thank you. As much as I hate it, it even I'm willing to say that people can change or become educated about race if they are willing to admit that, admit it, and it can be uncomfortable. Could you please help? I wonder if I should leave immediately. It hurts and it makes me so angry that my feelings are minimized and that I'm the one that feels bad about this. I don't feel safe in my own relationship when it comes to race. Mm. We've had so many screaming arguments about this because it's so frustrating to fight with someone who can't just say, sorry, this sucks. Or yes, this is racist. My friends are basically saying that they would have uh, had they wouldn't have the patience or tolerance for this. Thank you so much. I love listening to you guys. Would love to hear your thoughts. Please make up my name. If anyone reads this on the podcast, I didn't say your name, right? No, I didn't say your name. Okay, Um, I would say this now. This is why a lot of people like to date their own race Mm -hmm. because people feel like people don't necessarily get it or there is no grass now. Or there is no what? That you don't understand their race. Like you don't understand the things that they've been through. You don't understand what hurts them. You don't understand. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say this in every family. There are racist jokes. There are. That's damn right. There are jokes. <laughs> They're in our family. It is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it just is how you know you feel about it. No, um, yes, it is. It's but- not just about how you feel about it. I think it's the intention behind a racist joke. Like if we go to a comedy show, okay, and there are racist jokes. A lot of them, I think, are hella funny. Correct. You know. Um, like a Kevin Hart joke or a um, Chris Rock joke or even at, at our live podcast, we have major hype um, 
or a Donnell Rollins. They're funny because when it comes to stereotypes and um, certain generalizations, some of them come from somewhere. Right. They come from somewhere. Let's be honest with each other. They're not pulled out of the sky. Uh-huh. They come from somewhere. Um, so jokes that kind of tap on that, that people that the joke is targeted towards, uh-huh. like even we can understand. Right, right. Hold you on, know? Let's, switch, let's switch mics right fast. There you go. And me, I can get offended at a lot of jokes because I have so many different ethnicities within me. Correct. But I don't because it's more about the intention behind the joke or even if it's not a joke and it's a statement, it's more the intention behind the statement and the problem and where it gets hurtful is where there's bad intention or ignorance behind a statement or a comment. Um, So I do think that in homes, yes, it does happen, but I think that more or less it's innocent if it's a joke. Now, kitchen table talk there's a line there's a line of racism there's where it's innocent and it may be meant as a joke or funny and that might be something that a lot of us have experienced in our houses or amongst our friends but there's a line on the other side of that line like i said is ignorance and malice right and bad intention and deep-rooted feelings and you know when it's when a person says to you like okay tell me how you really feel in those moments, you can see how someone really feels. And that's when it becomes detrimental. It becomes hurtful. And then it's a sign as to who you're really dealing with. And be like, okay, okay, okay. Like, that wasn't funny. There's certain, and I agree with you, but certain things are funny. For instance, right? And our, in this house, there's so many, you have so many, our kids are mutts. You're like, there's, they're Puerto Rican, they're black, they're Jamaican, they're Asian. Chinese. They're, you know, Irish. Scottish. Scottish, motherfucker, fuck. Scottish. Yeah, but. There's so many different things, right? Mm -hmm. So, I'll do a Jamaican joke in the house. Yeah. I'll do a Spanish joke in the house. I mean, you and your horrible fake accents are terrible. Yes. But but it's things, but it's not coming from a bad place, right? But now, even, perfect example, Angela Yee's dad, right? Mm -hmm. He is Chinese. Mm -hmm. We've both been to his practice, you know, because he has a a dentist practice. Mm Mm-hmm. He says black jokes all the time. Yes. It's funny as shit. It's funny. Because he's not he's not doing it in a way to degrade or downplay anything. No, it, it's simply in the spirit of a joke. joke. Correct. And people really, and I mean, just in real life, people really do need to be able to separate jokes Absolutely. from reality. Absolutely. Right. So I are human. I don't Come have on. a problem with it. And we joke back and forth. Shout, right. to, shout out to Papa Yee. We joke back and forth. But there's so many different <laughs> situations, like even in our house, he's where we joke. Guy. And it's funny shit, mm-hmm. but some people don't take things take things serious. Like, for instance, you mean take things as funny, right? Right. Now, let me ask you a question. Let's say I was dating a white girl, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I go to the white girl's house, and the dad goes, "Oh, you made it on time. I thought you would be late." I don't know how I would take that, <laughs> but that's a joke, though. But I don't know how I would take that. <laughs> I don't know how wait, it would wait, take hold that. On. Did, did he say it as a joke or did he say it seriously? It could have been a joke serious. Like, oh, I'm surprised you on time. You know, I thought you would have been late. I don't know if I would take that. Yeah, I don't. I would. See, I wouldn't like that. See, <laughs> see. Now what? Now let for for dessert. Or now if he says, yeah, yeah. What, what do you want? What do you want for dessert? You want watermelon? How would you take that? 
that's over no that's no that's not but how funny. would you take that but or that's not, because that's not that's not a or, joke or that's say, actually an in, like those are insults is, but, oh, is it an insult or is it a joke just he like he might be saying it to be funny but that's insen- that's an insensitive insult alright or let's say if like we that's at the joke, table t- that's joke, joke gone bad let's say if he's if, if he's at the table right and he goes hey would you like some fried chicken <laughs> now how is that bad everybody likes fried chicken um it's because that because those are in poor taste. Let me ask you another those question. Those are done in poor taste. Is it a poor See, taste or is yes, it a joke? No, no, because it it's only okay, in my opinion, if the circumstance is right. I don't see. I don't it, necessarily know. Right, let me circum- ask you a question. If I'm just meeting you and you hit me upside the head with a racist joke. I don't think it's funny. All right, Angela E's dad. I'm gonna use him because I don't, hold, he's I don't, the perfect I don't think example. It's funny. Right, if he if if you come to the dentist's office and he goes, "Hey, I got some fried chicken for you," would you take that as that's fucked up. Or would you just say he's he's joking again? You would take it as he's joking but, again but because his I'm, daughter's that's black the situation and Asian. And the circumstance, because I already know Papa Yee. Do you understand okay. what I'm saying? So I already know his intention. I already know his nature. I know that it's a joke. But if I'm just meeting someone's parents for the first time and they hit me up the, upside the head with a racist joke... I mean, like, what what kind of fool are you? You think this is okay? Yeah. Like, I need to know you. I need to understand your humor. I need to understand that it's innocent. And that's the whole thing. It's about intention. If it's innocent and it's really in the form of a joke, then I don't, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I hear racist jokes all the time, but if it's in the spirit of a joke and there's no bad intention behind it, then no, I don't have a problem with it. But if you're ignorant, then I have a problem with it. See, I don't, if you're uninformed, what's then I have though? a problem with what's it. Ignorant? Hold on a second. Hold on. If the circumstance is wrong, then I have a problem with it. Do you understand? Like all of these things have to be in line in I, order for it to be acceptable I see, to me. This is the thing. Like my dad, right, used to always make jokes about Puerto Ricans, right? <laughs> always, right? <laughs> Never around my dad, though. <laughs> no, no. Always make jokes. The thing about Puerto Ricans, you know, as a kid, they would be like, there'd be a, it'd be mad Puerto Ricans in a car. But that's a that's a, a huge joke. Like how many Puerto Ricans in a car? Right, like so, you see them coming out like a crown, a clown car, right? So that's my yeah, yeah, that yeah. was my I dad's only thing. But like, like packed up in the car like a bunch of Puerto so my, Ricans. So, I remember. So my dad would be like, let's say we all get in the car, right? And he'd be like, oh, y'all a bunch of Puerto Ricans. Ain't yes, you? I know. But that's what he would say. But I wouldn't take it as, oh my gosh, Dad, you're being racist. I can't bring you around gear. I just didn't take it as that. Of course not. And but. If it's the first time I'm coming to your house or the first few times I'm coming to my house, to your house, and he's like, yeah, we all packed up in this car like a bunch of Puerto Ricans, I would take offense to it because now you're just not being sensitive to someone else. And maybe that's why it really does solely happen in people's households where everybody knows them. They understand the temperature. Do, Do you see what I'm saying? That's why it's not really meant for everybody. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, but but I like, for instance, saying. like comedians, that is meant for everybody. And I think that it's okay to laugh at ourselves sometimes and to understand that sometimes things are just taken to extremes and they can be taken to extremes in all different types of situations, in a book, in a hypothetical situation, in a joke or whatever, just to kind yeah. of prove a point or to drive something home so for a joke would be to drive home the funny you know in a novel it might be to drive home you know whatever the point of the novel or what the author was getting at you know in a conversation it just might be to drive home a point sometimes people take things to the extremes and sometimes it's okay sometimes it's only meant for certain audiences because that audience may be who understands you you know so it's a difference I it's a different now to this lady. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell a story because I want to get away from this lady for a second. Now to this lady, 
I understand, feel your pain. You're offended by it. You said that you're offended by it and your fiance's not standing up for you. That's a problem. But hold on a minute. Her, the family, they're not making jokes. They're just being blatantly insensitive. Yeah, basically you, racist. You have a Chinese person in your presence and you think it's okay to use the word chink. Yeah, you're right. That is obnoxious. You're right. Absolutely. It's, it's actually unbelievable. But, I would have to sit back and think like, what? level of idiot am I really dealing with here? Okay, for instance. Like you have to be a whole idiot. But some people just don't to know. Do that. No, no, no. Yes. No, but, but that's for example, my, Listen, if you don't know or if you know and you think it's okay, you are clearly a dun-da-dun. Okay, no, no, no. That's not true. For, yes, for that lo- woman is a dun-da-dun. For a long time, I would say something to Rick that. Anonymous, but. your potential mother-in-law is a dun-da-dun. Let me, let me tell you something. For a long time, I used to say something racist and you people out there used to say the same thing because this is how we grew up and I'm not going to say it now. I'm going to let you say it. Wait, what? I'm going to let you say it. We used to say something racist all the time that people find as fucked up. What? But we all said it, right? What? If you have uh, low eyes, Asian looking eyes, they say your eyes look what? Well, now I'm not going to say it. You can say it. You're Asian. You can say it. Oh, because I'm Asian? I can, can offend other Asians? Yeah, you can. You, no, you, it's not the, the it's not. For the uh, purpose of content, the word is chinky. Right. You have chinky and eyes. Everybody when was saying that growing up. I was young. And it wasn't nothing. Everybody just, said it to me like, oh, Gia has chinky eyes. Right. Yes. But it wasn't said, it wasn't said to be as a diss or disrespectful. It was that wasn't, describing. That was literally just used as an adjective. There was Correct. no, there was no, um hurt intended behind that we all used it Everybody we all said it that's it. how we would describe somebody's eyes with yeah like slanted with slanted eyes uh, even i think that's wrong now i don't even know anymore i i don't know i think but, now the temperature is different where you just stay away from but how can i describe somebody's eyes now you can say slanted i don't think you can yes, you can say slanted let me see let that's me a descriptive it. word no i don't think so Rashawn, think what, you, what are you googling that. what are you doing i'm googling what you said what slanted eyes? Yes, I think people get. Is mad that a that. slur? No, I'm about to say. I'm about to check right now. Uh, no, that's that's not insensitive. Hold on. It's... If you're just describing someone, I'm checking. Hold on. I want to make sure. Is it a slur? Offensive slang. Yes. Slant eyes. Slant used as a disparaging term for a person of East Asian birth or descent. Yes, you cannot. That's that's a slur too. I wouldn't take that as a slur. That just seems as seems like a description. See, I think chinky eyes derived from the word chink would be considered a slur today. I don't know. Yeah, Asian, you can say it. But as I was saying, we just don't necessarily know. But for years, that's how we described it. And it mm-hmm. wasn't a disrespectful thing. It was like, oh, that person has so-and-so eyes. Yes, but to call someone a chink. Yes, I know that's. Absolutely positively foul. You know what word I stay away from and I don't even know, know if what? it's offensive, but I don't use the word Jew. I don't, for some reason, I just don't like the word and I don't know I if it's it offensive. I think it is offensive. You should, I think they should, you should say Jewish. That's what, that's the word of choice that I use right. instead. So for her mother, well, for her boyfriend's mother, it's just hard for me to understand how that word could just slide through her lips. Right. I don't I don't get it. I think that she's oblivious right. to do it. And even if there's no Asian people in your presence right. to use a word like that, like for Spanish people, mm-hmm. like for Puerto Ricans, it would be spick. Correct. So if she had if she's at if she's giving a toast and she stands up and she uses the word spick, you mean to tell me that she doesn't know that that's offensive? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's right. hard to believe. You know what that tells me? What? It tells me that words like that 
are in her normal vernacular Mm -hmm. that she feels so comfortable using words like that, that it just slides through your lips Mm -hmm. without a hint of a thought. Right. And that's the problem. That's the problem. And some of the other examples that she gave, like you can see that there's a problem brewing there. And when she's expressing her feelings to her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. there's a clear uncomfortability. And for me, that's where things would feel unsettling. Right. Because when you're with your person, you're with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse, there should be a certain level of comfortability where I can talk to you and I feel supported, where I don't feel like I'm talking to the enemy, where I feel like I'm talking to someone that's on my team who may not understand, but is 100% willing to understand. It's like, you know what? That's how you feel. Teach me. Because I may not know. Right. That, for me, is acceptable. I can be with somebody and say, you know what? They may not know, but at least they're willing to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if we're both on the same baseball team and I know how to hit. You may not know how to hit that well. I might, I might bat fourth. You might bat ninth. But if I'm willing to teach you, as someone being taught, you're like, wow, they're willing to teach me. We're on the same team. Right. We're both trying to achieve the same goal but if she's feeling resistance with her boyfriend then that's a red flag absolutely i don't want to teach you that you need to be taught and then on top of that once you get there then i actually have to teach you it's too many layers for me it's too many steps and i question the household that you were brought up in and the long-term effect that it might have had on you absolutely so now i'm just i'm 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 living a life where I may feel ousted in certain ways in society. I may feel discriminated against in certain ways in society. But then to come home and feel that with my husband or my potential husband and then, you know, to go around his family and feel that times 10 around the family where I don't feel as though I belong. And that's really the problem, you know, going somewhere and feeling as though you don't belong. You're not surrounded by people that look at you as equals Mm -hmm. that it's like there's all of us. And then there's that Chinese girl. Right. There's all of us and then there's that black girl. There's all of us and then there's that white boy. There's all of us and then there's that whatever. Right. You never want to feel like the one off. Even if you are different, there are people that don't see color, that don't see the difference. There are people that look at everybody as equal and everybody as one, even if they are the type of people that can laugh at a joke right. that, you know, that is based in like some type of racism or whatever, you know. There are people that are like that. So to ask me if I would make a choice to be around someone's, I I could deal with someone's family, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the person that I'm with, if I don't feel supported and as though they want to learn or they want to understand why I feel so different or why I feel so uncomfortable, that's where I start to question the relationship the thing that was missing in that email is that she didn't tell us what she loves about him. Right. So for us only hearing the not so good, Mm -hmm. obviously will tip our opinion. Absolutely. One way as opposed to the other. I think he should have defended you. And and if you do have a problem, even if he thinks his family is joking, he should check his family. Like, look, my fiance just doesn't like it. So cut it out. My fiance feels this way. When you talk about it, even if you guys think it's a joke, it's not a joke. She doesn't find it funny. But now let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Would you want to be a- around a racist person just because they keep their racist comments to themselves? No, Do you understand but, what I'm saying? But, just because you don't say it to me or because I don't hear it yeah. doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean that I'm comfortable all of a sudden because I know where your ignorance is but rooted. It, then it goes to the point, are you marrying the man or are you marrying his family? Because some people say, you know what? I'm marrying him and I don't give a fuck about his family. I know I, how his family and is. And I, I agree with that. You me personally, I don't need to care about your family. I care about you. And that's all that matters. And for me, that's all that matters. But if you're not on my team... And you're not willing to understand that it's not only going to happen in your family's home, it might happen in a restaurant. Right. It might happen at any given time when we're out in public. And you better have my back. And if you don't have my back, Mm -hmm. then what are we doing here? Absolutely. Then what are we doing here? Because people really need to look at relationships as teamwork. Like, I got to have your back. You have to have have my my back. back. You need to be on a mission to understand me as I need to be on a mission to understand you. Like there's a oneness, there's a unity when it comes to marriage. And I think that's what she's talking about. She's talking about a future. So for her, um, I don't know what you like about him. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what you like about him. I don't know what's wonderful about him and the good may outweigh the bad. And it may make you feel as though the relationship is worth teaching him how to be taught. Right. And you know, worth the time and the effort to try to give him a broader understanding. Um, Only you can decide that. But I think that you need to take everything into consideration and figure out if he's worth it. Absolutely. Are the things that you love about him worth you going through the motions and having to suffer through it? But he really needs to understand what it's like to be different because to be honest, and this is just, you know, pure honesty, you know, Caucasians are rarely discriminated against. Right. Um, just in society. I'm not saying that there aren't situations mm-hmm. where they're not discriminated against or that there aren't, quote unquote, white jokes. And th- that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying at the heart of society, um, they're not a minority. Right. You know, the word um, majority and minority, it, it talks about numbers and um, they're not minorities so it can be difficult and i'm uh, clearly many do understand and many are sensitive and you know there are many clearly that are not racist but it's in a way um we we all know that it's difficult sometimes for people to relate to others right and it may be difficult I'm talking to the emailer for her family, for his family to relate to you or to relate to being a minority and to relate to how sensitive you may be to racism or discrimination or, you know, one off comments. So that might be something that you need to teach him. He really needs to get a grasp of. I agree. And he should have your back. And that's regardless. And that should be the conversation. Yeah, his family might be racist. His family might be foul, but he should have your back regardless. If you feel a way. He should make sure that he checks his family and that he's always riding with you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. Yes. Well over an hour. So people will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for me to get to Indianapolis. All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys for riding out with us. And um, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Sounds good. All right. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles. Toodles.